Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Elise who wanted to see the entire world and all the stories within it. One day, she met a white rabbit who asked her to come along for a journey of discovery. Welcome to Elise in Wonderland. Welcome to Alice in Wonderland. This is Jean. I'm the only host of the show today, again. This is beautiful Sunday morning, 9 a.m. It's 3 after 9. Um, how's, how's everyone week today? Um, before we start, I have to explain a little bit about what's happening last week. If you're listening to our show, um, you, were able, you weren't able to listen to our show after 9.07 because there was a power outreach or at the college, also around the community. So um, 907, there was a power out, lights out, our radio show was out. I, I can say my brain was also out. Um, it was hard to um, get back on a state. Um, it's only third show of, uh, of our program, so I don't know how to put these things back on um, because power's back on in a few seconds, but then every, every machine was off, so I have to call um, the manager of the station. I'm not sure this is natural, but when you are in a radio station, probably because of the airing uh, frequency, your phone call, your phone doesn't make a phone call and texting doesn't work either. So I have to uh, walk outside, go as far as I can from the radio station, and then I could able to call my manager about this um, accident. And it was Sunday morning, so um, it was a little bit hard to wake him up, and, but he came. He um, he turned everything on, so we were able to um, airing again. However, if you're listening online, you won't be able to listen everything, anything else after power out because um, manager has to fix a, a feed on the radio, on the live online live show. Otherwise, you are only listening the music. So um, yeah, I, I'm trying to look at the bright side of this. Um, I know it's not easy, but. This could be the worst situation like it's happening in the radio show, but so in the future, there won't be anything worse than that. And also, um, I'm, I heard of this thing that when you are doing a business or a project, if something bad happens in the beginning, your project and business will go well in the future. So hopefully it happens to us. I mean, the, the good thing happens to us and no more um, power out, please. Also, um, I thought, or we thought, Elise will be back this week, and we we will um, get her joined here in the show. However, there was some mis miscommunication, so actually she's flying back from Spain tonight. So today is just me and you. Um, but hopefully, hopefully, if she's not sick or any other excuse, then she'll be joining us next week, and we will continue our Spanish special show. So how was everyone's week? Our, um, our college admission was really busy still its registration period last week. Um, of course, when there's international students coming to Canada for the first time, there are lots of questions, lots of help required. Um, they need accommodation, transportation, try to make a huge payment for the tuition fee. Also, um, they need to change a program or they don't know about the system of college in Canada. So. It was busy, but we made it, and 
the registration was over, so next week hopefully it's a little bit quieter than this week. So let's continue our show today. Um, we have to start with the mission report. So do you guys remember the mission last week? It was um, meeting Spanish people and just just talk and say hi. Or if you have a question about Spain or Spanish, then you can ask them. So I did, even though it's not Spanish special today, I did uh, met one of my friends from Mexico City. Her name is Andrea. Um, she was here in Canada, Hamilton, to learn English and business, but she has to go back for her um, family issue. But hopefully she's coming back soon. So I learned some of the Spanish expressions I'm going to try, which is very embarrassing. Um, but don't, don't judge me, okay? So, Hola, mi nombre es Jean. ¿Cómo estás? Es un buen clima. Nos vemos el domingo a las nueve de la mañana. So what I mean is, hi, my name is Jean. How are you? Um, it is nice weather today. And see you on Sunday 9 a.m. That's all I can take for one week. I probably will forget most of the thing next week, but I will try again with Elise and our new guest from Spain, Spanish, Spanish guest. So how was your, um, how was your mission or how was your week? Please share with us, sh share with us on Facebook. Um, it's facebook.com slash Elise1015, E-L-Y-S-E-1015. Okay, move on to next next part. It's uh, history of the day, September 17th. And I was very interested in what's happening this this day in previous years. And I picked two things. So 1976, September 17th, there was the first space shuttle is unveiled by NASA. And the name is Enterprise. So if you know about Star Trek, even though you don't know, you probably heard of this uh, name of the space shuttle because it is, um, it is the main shuttle in the movie of Star Trek. So I was wondering, is it coincidence or is it like there must be some reason behind why their names are matched? So, and yes, it is. Um, the original name of first space shuttle was Constitution. However, um, Americans, or more likely Star Trek fans, requested the name change to the government, to Enterprise, as a, um, I can say, anniversary. And surprisingly, government accepted the, the change. So, so they changed the name to Enterprise. That's how, um, that's how they got the new name as Enterprise. So I'm sure um, fans are really happy for that. I'm very interested about this story as well. The other history of the day today is um, 1988. It's actually year was I was born. September 17th, there was 24th Summer Olympic in Seoul, Korea. I, I knew it, but I didn't know it was a September 17th. And it's very interesting. It's very meaningful for us, for me, um, because we, when you were born in 1988 in South Korea, we were often called uh, Olympic baby, Olympic baby, because um, that's the only Olympic happened in South Korea until uh, next year, because next year, 2018, there will be win Winter Olympic in Pyeongchang, South Korea. But until then, we will be only um, Olympic baby in 1988. And also, it was very important for South Korea in, in the countrywide because there was uh, the biggest event happened in South Korea after um, after Korean War, people say. so. 
there was a good motivation to make a government or people work harder, harder and harder to make the country more developed, more constructions, more internationalized country with English, less, uh, less Korean only. And that's actually worked, I think so, because now Korea and Seoul is one of the most developed country and city. And I'm sure this is good trigger for this happening. And the other thing was, um, the mascot was tiger, and it's called Hodori in South Korean. It basically means it's tiger boy. And it's just a cuter way to say tiger boy in South Korean. So, and if you look it up on, on, on the online, you might be able to see and remember what the character looked like. The other interesting thing about um, Summer Olympic, Seoul Olympic, <coughs> excuse me, it was um, when, when first day, there was a countries entering for the Olympics, right? And the first country is always the country uh, holding um, Olympics. So it was, a, it was South Korea. But the other country is entering by the order of alphabet, so A, B, C, D. However, um, we have different language in South Korea and we use different uh, alphabets. And we start from Ga, which is G-A or G-H-A in, uh, in either way. And it is going by Ga, Na, Da, Ra. So the first country entering was, uh, sorry, first country, first country entering was South Korea for sure, but the sec second country entering was Ghana because it's um, Ga, and the last country was Hong Kong because H or Ho is the last consonants we use in South Korean. So that was interesting. Also, um, some of the sports became demonstration sports first time in so South Korea uh, Summer Olympic. One of them was Taekwondo, of course it's Korean martial arts, and the other two are badminton and baseball was demonstration sports, so which means it wasn't happening in Olympic before, and now those three are one of the most popular sports in Summer Olympics, so that's interesting. Two of um, sports became official in Seoul, South Korea Olympic. The one of them is table tennis, and the other one is tennis. We couldn't ha we couldn't be able to do the Spanish special because Elise is not here this week. But since uh, today is the last day of TIFF, Toronto International Film Festival 2017, I think it's good topic to broad and also we can um, talk about more movies. And I'd like to also introduce some movies I was enjoying it in um, in my life. So TIFF 2017, it is founded in 1976. And each, each year there were 85 or 460, I mean, from 85 to 460 films at the festival. And annually there are about or over 480,000 people visiting TIFF. So it's obviously one of the biggest events in, in Canada. And um, if, you, if you missed it so far, you can still go there today. There are some things happening today too. TIFF 2016, there was 397 films from 83 countries screened at 28 screens in downtown Toronto. And this year, um, actually less, a little bit less films than last year, but then still one of the biggest. It is 42nd festival. It was happening from September 7th to 17th in, in downtown Toronto. And you will be able to find a lot of celebrities. One of the pop there are many awards in TIFF, but one of the popular awards in TIFF is People's Choice Award because these movies are always get popular and it gets 
other awards from other um, <clears throat> other movie uh, festivals. So some of them are Slumdog Millionaire, King's Speech, Silver Lining Playbook, Twelve Years a Slave, the Imitation Game. I've watched most of them, but and yes, it is really interesting and it is meaningful in some way. I also brought some of the other movies that were in TIFF and it gets popular also, I enjoyed it. So one of them is Arrival. It was on TIFF 2016. It was filmed by Denis Villeneuve, played by Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. So basically the story about this movie is um, there is aliens arrived in the, in the Earth, probably five or six spaceships. I don't exa remember exactly, but yeah, there was uh, some alien spaceships arrived, but they do nothing. However, the government try to communicate and they find out, yes, they want to communicate with us, but their language is totally different. They are not English, they are not Korean, or their, their way of communicating is different. Like we were using um, the alphabeticals or we speak, but they don't even speak. They, they make uh, some kind of shape. So they have to figure out what they want to tell you because it may be a, a dangerous situation happening or maybe they are a threat or maybe they are a um, peaceful approach. And eventually, um, it's, it may be a spoiler alert, but you, they came for a reason. I'm not going to tell you. But anyway, the government tried to communicate with them, so they hire or they, um, they, they found two people in each country one scientist and one uh, linguistic to try to kind of translate their languages. So they went to um, they went to see these aliens and they tried to communicate and yes, they did. I think uh, not 100%, but most of the part, they could be able to communicate, especially linguistic, this lady played by Amy Adams, she was able to uh, talk, probably the only person in the earth. Um, the movie is really interesting in different ways because it's sci-fi, it's also drama, it's, um, it's a little bit of action, I can say, and, and disaster or a crisis movie. So if you like some of these themes, then you will enjoy this movie. My favorite part of this movie was um, when, when the linguistic tried to communicating and teach and learn, <coughs> sorry, teach our language, which is English in this movie also try to learn their language. Um, and it feels like just like um, a new language we are learning as an international student or, or English as a second language, my experience. It is very mysterious. Um, it is almost like a new world, opening a new idea of your brain because the language in a, works in a different way. And if you try to understand, you have to actually learn their culture to understand this word, not just memorizing, what this word means or what these words translated in your language because some of the words are actually not available in your language. So sometimes you have to understand the culture, um, also history, maybe. Also some words are these days are mixed. So some words in Korea is actually English. They just change the sound of it, but actually meaning the same thing in Korea. And um, if you haven't tried to learn a new language, I highly recommend to do so, any language if you are interested in, because it's, um, for me, it was a key to open a, a new world. What it means is, when I only knew about South Korean, 
when I search online or when I talk to someone, I can only talk or I can only research everything in South Korean, which is, which is very limited, which is very remote, limited resources and not enough um, to learn something new. However, since I started using English, um, there are lots of resources available and there are different ideas to approach a thing or, or the theories. So I, when, I, when I try to learn something, I can try to learn in Korean. If it doesn't make sense to me, I can try to learn in English. In two ways, you will get it for eventually. Like it is, there are not better ways to explain this, but you just open a new world of the whole library in the, on the internet. So if you haven't done that, I mean, if you know English, you have a lot of resources available too. But if you try the Spanish or if you try the South Korean, then you can also open different world and you can learn a lot of different things. And also it's good topic to uh, talk to with others, right? You can make a group to learn language together. And also you can try language exchange. So language exchange is basically you exchange your language, but in a way, in, it's basically in a one way. So let's say I want to learn English, but I don't know almost nothing, not almost nothing, but I know a little bit about English only. And if I try to um, learn English, maybe I can find someone who can teach me English, or I can find someone who try to learn Korean. But they can only speak English. So what happened is they, they know almost nothing about South Korean yet. So when you teach them Korean, you will teach them in English, so which means you will practice English more and you don't need to study it that much because you know everything about your own language. For my, for my case, it's Korean. So you don't have to study and you, it's easier to speak in English because you know the idea. You just have to translate a little bit to explain to the others. And it's fun. It's always fun to tell your culture, tell your language to others. And when, you, when, you, when others uh, get it, it's, uh, it's, very, um, it's very happy. It makes me really happy and exciting that other people learn more about yourself and learn more about your language too. So if you are looking for a way to learn, learn new language, you can try different things, but also I highly recommend to try language exchanges so you will, um, you will enjoy it more, you will learn more fun. The other movie was popular in TIFF 2016 was La La Land. I, I watched it. It was, it was really fun and it was really a good movie with the music. It was filmed by Damien Chazelle and played by Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. Thank you for listening. That was Koreana Hand in Hand. It was official theme of um, Summer Olympic in Seoul, South Korea. Welcome back to Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk. It is now 28 after 9 a.m. So next movie I'd like to introduce is Spotlight. It was on TIFF 2015, um, filmed by Tom McCarthy, played by Mark LaFalo and Rachel McAdams. It was really issue in terms of the story because it's part of um, the real story. The other movie I'd like to introduce here today is Nightcrawler. It was on TIFF 2014 and filmed by Dan Gilloy, played by Jake Gyllenhaal and Rene Russo. I also um, like to more introduce, I'd like to more talk about this movie more because um, it is a really interesting story 
basically a guy became a uh, cameraman. Um, he was looking for a job. He couldn't find it, and he found a guy doing a cameraman, and he got the money from the broadcasting company. So he he basically stole a camera from um, a shop, and he became a cameraman as well. And he's doing so well. Part of the reason because he's a lack of anxiety. So when he sees a scene, crime scenes, he doesn't care about uh, the legal, illegal. He just get in and try to get the best shot, try not to get caught by police. And also, he doesn't. He doesn't seem like he's he's caring about these other people dead or um, shooting. So he was doing good, but then eventually he needed more money. So he actually make the scene by himself. So he had an assistant, but he tried to do something with him. So it becomes a kind of horror movie. And I really liked it because this movie is scary. But it does. It, it's scary without any surprising or really cruelty. Like some movies are surprise you a lot and makes you scared. Also, there are lots of bloods or killing and um, murdering to make you horror, make it horror. But this movie doesn't have it, and it seems like this movie could happen in these days because it's more independent and people are more free to do lots of things. So while you are watching this movie. But in my case, I have two two different things in my mind. The first thing, I hope this guy is successful because he didn't have a job for a while and now he finds what he likes. So when you first see him, and he doesn't do really bad things at the beginning. So, oh, I hope he's doing good. He makes more money and make himself and he can teach more people to do this career. But at the end, or, or as the movie going on, he's doing more bad things that that doesn't make sense for like normal human. So eventually we want to think that we think that oh he has, he should get the punishment because he eventually he make the scene just for the money too. So yeah, there was another movie I really liked you to watch sometime. Um, it's a little bit scary, so make sure you are in a good mood. Before we move on to last movie today. I'd like to put this music on La La Land, um, Another Day of Sun. That was Another Day of Sun from La La Land. Welcome back to Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk. It is now 36 after 9 a.m. So the last film I'd like to talk about today is actually documentary, um, and most of the Canadians you probably know is called Long Time Learning Running from the Tragically Hip um, it's basically the documentary about the tragically hip band. Um, they started in Kingston, Ontario, and they played for over 30 years. And what happened was last year, lead singer Gord Downey had been diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. So every a lot of fans and teams are very desperate, and it could be the end, but um, the band started a new journey. They, they decided to concert, have a concert all over the Canada, um, one by each province, or some some more in each provinces, and including Hamilton, Ontario. So there were two people um, following this concert, and they decided to make a documentary. So they did, and they were planning to play only at TIFF 2017 this year. However, uh, fans are wanting it more in different places, so they decided to special play at some cities, including Hamilton. So one of my, one of the biggest fans 
of Tragically Hip, um, Sarah Louise. I had her interview and I asked her about her feeling. Can you tell us how big fan you are of um, the Tragically Hip? For sure. Um, I'm a really big fan. I'm mm -hmm. probably one of their biggest fans, which mm -hmm. is interesting considering I'm I mean, for their kind of music, I'm pretty young. Yeah. Um, I grew up listening to them. I listened to them my whole life. I still do. Um, you really do. I, I will forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love them. I love everything they stand for. I love what they sing about. They're mm -hmm. very Canadian. If you ask any Canadian, if they don't know who they are, they're crazy. Mm -hmm. um, they're just wonderful. They're just like a wonderful band. and. They're the greatest. Okay, so you're the biggest fan yep. in the world. In Not the world. <laughs> That's good. So you went to oh. uh, see a documentary on Thursday. I did. I did. So um, last year, I will never forget the day, it was mm. May 24th, 2016. Um, it was announced like worldwide that Gord Downey, who is the lead singer, had mm. um, terminal brain cancer and he wasn't going to get over it, like he was going to pass away. Okay. Um, so naturally the whole, all of Canada was mm. freaking out, yeah. so it was the most upsetting day, it was awful. And not too much longer after that, they, um, they announced that they were going to go on one last tour. Mm. It was just two months long, um, obviously they had to get doctor's approvals and all that good stuff mm -hmm. um, but they decided they were going to go ahead with it so they did um, they did two shows in BC and then one in Alberta one in they did one in every province they mm -hmm. did four and on five in Ontario wow. um, actually six in Ontario okay. uh, they did three in Toronto and then their very last show was in Kingston their hometown mm -hmm. um, and that was it was also broadcasted on TV as well okay. um, by CBC so everyone got to see it. I, I don't remember exactly how many million people tuned mm. in, but it was quite a lot of people. So right. I think from the success from that, they decided to come out with a documentary and they showed it at TIFF this mm. year. So this is the only place they will play this documentary? Uh, or the earliest? So, well, they, so it was, they announced a couple months ago that it was going to be released at TIFF, the Toronto mm. International Film Festival. And then I guess because, I'm assuming, because there was so much interest, um, yeah. they decided to release the documentary at select theaters in, like across Canada. Oh, okay. So I was, I'm lucky enough to live in Hamilton, <laughs> and Hamilton was one of the lucky cities that nice. um, the documentary was released in. So I was able to go and see it. Um, instead of driving to Toronto to see it, I, was, I could do it in Hamilton. Wow. So That's amazing. And how does this documentary going? Uh, it was so good. It mm. was really good. I didn't, I kind of went into it thinking I was just going to cry the whole time because mm -hmm. that's exactly what it was like at the concert last year when I went to their final one. You might get some uh, of weight. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, water. Um, so I expected to cry the whole time. As soon as it started, I started crying. But um, it was a really good mix of like happy and mm. sad and funny and um, it, it was, it was wonderful. I absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. It was great. And what was your favorite scene in the documentary? Uh, my favorite scene... I mean, it's hard not to love every scene, <laughs> obviously, because they showed a lot of footage from the shows a lot, mm -hmm. which I, I love live music, so I like seeing that. Yeah. Um, I think what for me, though, it was, it was funny seeing... So there's five band members in okay. the band. And obviously in the last year and a half, it's all been about Gord, the lead singer, who's mm. sick. 
Um, but it was interesting seeing kind of their point of views um, and how funny they were. Like the one guy was cracking a joke about how you know they're playing the very last show they're ever going to play together. They're just rocking. Like it's so awesome. And the two guitarists kind of look at each other like, "What? What? Like what are we playing right now? Like is it, are we playing G? Is it C? Like do I need to change?" Like they had no idea. But. It was interesting seeing their perspective that they didn't care because it was all about Gord and it was all about his experience and his last show ever and nobody cared what happened, it was just yeah. all about him. So it was kind of nice hearing it from that perspective, from their perspective, right. um, because yeah, all you hear about is Gord, right? Mm -hmm. Well, thank so, you so much. You're welcome. I'll see you again. Okay. So there was Sarah Luis who visited um, the documentary filmed on Thursday last week. And it's going to be weird if I don't play Tragically Hip's song now. It's uh, the Tragically Hip Ahead by a Century. Welcome back to Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk. It is 46 after 9 a.m. Now it's time for um, talk about the upcoming events in Hamilton. So Hamilton Music and Film Festival is happening September 22nd to 23rd. It is their 10th anniversary, so I'm sure lots of things are happening. So make sure you check on hmff.com. Also, there will be a sidewalk sale on at Orawa Street from Barton to Maine. It will be happening September 23rd, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You will be able to discover fabulous food, fashions, and finds all along the sidewalk. sidewalk. Also, there will be an October Fest on September 23rd, 3 p.m. to 12 a.m. Germania Club, 863 King Street East. You can you can enjoy German draught beer, German food. Also, there will be Miss October Fest contest and also live music. Also, um, there will be ice hockey games, Hamilton Bulldogs versus Niagara Ice Dogs. September 23rd, 7 p.m. Hamilton Bulldogs Hockey Club. 101 York Bluebird in Hamilton. So basically everything happens in September 23rd, so make sure you plan um, planned well so you don't miss any big events. Also, we have to talk about our mission next week. So last week's mission was the meeting Spanish people. I think we can continue that because next week will be Spanish special. But also, I'd like to ask you to watch your best movie again because it's film festival happened. So my favorite movie um, I decided to watch again is Now You See Me. And I'm pretty sure you know a little bit about this movie. It's about a mu musicians try to change the world, I can say, eventually. But they have lots of different magics showing and it's movie, but still you will surprise how a lot of parts are actually a magic happening in the real world. So that was almost at the end of our show today. Uh, thank you for listening and sorry for um, not going smooth, but we will get better and better. Um, next week, Elise will be back and we will have Spanish special. Also, we will have a special guest from Luz from Spanish show, which is happening 10 a.m. 115 The Hawk after, right after this show. So thank you for listening. I will see you again 